Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica A. Fox, and welcome to my podcast, Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Ooh, we y'all. I'm so excited about my guest. He's a Grammy-nominated singer and musician, also an actor, whose career spans over three decades. His current album, Game Changer 2, debuted at number one on Billboard R&B charts. Ooh, my, my, my. He's about to rub you the right way. <laughs> Please welcome R&B legend, Johnny Gill. What's good? 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 Did you like that intro, brother? I love it. I need you to come out on the road with me and bring me out. <laughs> I can be a hype girl, right? It's so funny every now and then when you start listening and people start running down your, your track record and you think, you start going, damn, I did all that? Okay. And my brother, you have done a lot. You have done a lot. We're going to talk all about it okay? Because yeah. people don't know, baby, you got receipts. Okay, you got a whole file cabinet, as a matter of fact. Okay? How about that? And look, check it out. Like, me and you, we go back like Kool-Aid. We do. I've known yes. you forever. And, and I just, I adore you. Uh, we, we've worked together before. You know, we've done two plays together. Matter of fact, one of the plays, I was damn near your acting coach, wasn't I? Yep, sure was. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm rolling with her. <laughs> because I love and respect, and not only that, such a huge fan of yours. So let me tell you, I was like, I felt right at home knowing yeah. that I knew you had my back. At all, at all times, because, yeah. you know, as an actor, you know, you just have to realize that, that that's what you're supposed to do. You want your co-stars to be just as good as you and shine with you. So yeah. I, I've never been a selfish actor that is like, well, hey, I got my stuff. You on your own. Right. No, never been that. And and for you to do good and for when you finish, like, damn, we killed that. So that you yeah. always, when if ever I call you to work again, you'd be like, boom. You know, because sometimes, you know, you'd be promoting your albums on tour and won't have time. But if I've treated you with respect, then you'll say, yo, I'm going to make time for my girl Viv like you did today. You better believe it. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. So let's, and then also you, I was reminded by my producers that you was all, out all night with me. Yeah. Yeah. That was when the first, the first time I met you. Oh my God. Out, yep. out all night. My show with Patty LaBelle. Hell yeah. By Dwayne. the way, I, I was a, I was a rookie. Yeah. Me, Patty LaBelle, Morris Chestnut, Dwayne Martin. Yep. Like I, that was <laughs> new for me. I don't know if you know that that was like close to like one of the first series that I oh, had. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah. was me. Do you remember that experience? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I was so nervous that I was like, oh <laughs> and why am I here? And Al was the one that was like that actually uh got it all locked down for me to Al do. Heyman. Oh my God, have you talked to Al? Yeah, yeah. He's hanging in there. He's doing good. Good. Yeah. Al just sitting there he can't he got so much money right now he's trying to figure out <laughs> I'll spit it. <laughs> yeah, because he can't count it all. <laughs> okay, and let me just let our listener know: Al Heyman is a very famous. Uh, what is what would you call him? Promoter. Promoter. Yeah, he's, businessman, uh, just all around yeah. hustler. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And at the time, Al had brought us Patti LaBelle for Out All Night. And that was how I got to meet Al, who now does boxing concert tours. Yeah. I mean, he does all he of that good stuff. All. So yeah. Al brought you to the show? Yeah, he was the one who brought me to the show. Absolutely. And, and, and can I ask, yeah. was that one of the first times that you had like performed on TV by yourself? or That was, no, I'd done a few, but that was probably, I don't know. I, it was because I, 
you know, Patty and I, I just thought and uh, and being around you guys, I was just kind of like, OK, this is not my real, you know, not my lane. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've always been one. I don't care what it is. If I don't know it, I'll fake my way through it. Or I'll just I have this <laughs> thing where I'll be able to just figure it out. <laughs> There's that good old saying, fake it till you make it. Okay. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what's going on with you now. Your current album, Game Changer 2, that was released in September and went straight to number one on the the R&B charts? Yep. Debuted number one. And then the single went number one with uh, Soul of a Woman uh, with with Tiffany. Uh, She was so gracious to do the uh, video for me and uh, that went to number one. In fact, I was just looking at that, looking at the count right now. It's at 10 million views. Yes. That's what 10 million views. Yes. So wait a minute. Okay. Back up, back up. So it came out and debuted at number one. The album debuted at number one day and the single went to number one. It came out and then just went all the way up the charts to number one. And we stayed there for about three or four weeks. And then. Oh, that's good. Congratulations, brother. Because Game Changer 1 was hugely successful for oh, so me. This so this is a sequel. Yeah, so what I okay. did was, I often thought, I took it, I took a little piece from you guys' industry. I said, you know, normally when you have a hit movie, most mm-hmm. of the time you do what we call a sequel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, they said, well, what's the album the second album going to be called? I said, Game Changer 2. <laughs> 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 was, I, was like, I made that real easy for myself. How about that? Right, right. Last one did did incredibly well. Uh-huh. Let's come back with the next one. Okay. Now listen, I mean, you know, with this whole coronavirus, and I call it the corona corona, okay, oh, a, a blocking things, you would be out on the road. I mean, uh, you'd be on tour, you would be doing uh morning shows, night shows, you'll be doing all of that. How are you? with Corona going on, able to promote it? And are you on, you can't go on tour. What are you doing to promote it? Um, Well, you know, social media obviously has been a great thing. This is Mm -hmm. when you can say as much as we look at that uh, social media, sometimes it could be great. Sometimes it could be, you know. Say that. I know. I know where you're going with that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, this is a great time now to just be able to, you know, uh, still reach out to the fans and be able to communicate with them. Uh, and most importantly, and, um, you know, music at this point in time is probably more important for us and in our lives today than ever, because it's a, a healing uh, thing for all of us. And Absolutely. Music does something that is so powerful that I, like no other art on the planet can do. Well, can I pitch something to you real quick? Because you know all of these uh, daytime um, talk shows, people are doing home concerts. You know what I mean? So I'm just oh, saying yeah. you yeah. need to hit your people up, put on yeah. them shades because you you all, you yeah. got, your shade game is mean, okay? It's like American Express. Showing I, I up never with, your, home with without. rock star shades on. Okay? <laughs> so I'm suggesting that you tell your people to go on and let you do a home concert and you pitch that to the uh, to all of the morning shows because I sure would love to wake up one morning listening to some Johnny Gill. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely do it. I what I was doing was trying to figure out how can I do this and make it really special and do something because I know everyone's doing it, but yes. you know I've always been one to look and I'm going. I'm watching how everybody else is doing it and what they're doing and going. Okay, what can we do? That's that going to works. be a, uh, that's going to be an experience that they're going to go. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, that that's works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're t- we're working on. But absolutely, because I've gotten so many requests uh, mm-hmm. uh, to do um, 
you know, to do a, a, a you know concert, private concert. So that's going to definitely happen. The Johnny Gill Velvet Room. That's what. Oh, not the Velvet Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that you said. Yeah, yeah. With my velvety smooth uh, vocals up in there, okay? Yeah, with that velvet robe on. I'm get it on. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. How you survive in quarantine? I mean, oh, you know, it's funny because I never. It makes you stop and think. And what I realized out of all of this, there is a blessing in this. And I've said this to someone not too long ago: to have to sit down, stop, and be still for a minute. Do you realize how much we've been robbed of living our lives? Because every day when that clock goes off, that alarm clock goes off, people are jumping up. You got to get to work, figure out how you're going to make ends meet, how to get to the next level, how to become more successful, how to take care of your family, how to get the new whatever it is that you need. We are constantly working, paying bills to make ends meet. And you don't realize that we do that so much that you don't even realize that point that you have to stop and take a minute to just enjoy the trees that the the birds yeah yeah. and it's so consumed with life and working trying to get to the next phase that you forget what life is really about it is about family and it is about at some point just appreciating the things that we 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 take for granted there's been a lot of time for personal reflection it it really is you know yeah so what are you learning about yourself I'm learning that after 53 years of living, I never cooked, I never cleaned, I never did anything. So the housekeeper is going, no, no, you stay on there. I'm going to pay you. I'm so. Because you know, I'll tell you something. I tell people that too, Johnny. I don't cook, but I order fantastically, okay? I can take us to the best restaurant. I can tell you what to eat, and I know food, but what you're not going to do is have them box over no stove. Maybe the tacos or some scrambled eggs, but it's going to be real simple, okay? Let me tell you, when I start, I, didn't, I don't even use the dishwasher. Like, I just all of a sudden. They was telling me how you use the dishwasher. They was like, rinse the, the dishes off first. I was like, well, hell, if I'm going to rinse them off, I might as well just go ahead and wash them. Right. So, and I'm going to rinse it off to then put it in the machine. Right. So I was just like, okay. Then I started, uh, then, you know, uh, my good friend said, she kept saying, please don't, don't order out. Stop ordering out because you don't know what's going to happen, where it's coming from, who's got what. So then I had to stop ordering out. And then I go, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? And she told me, she said, why don't you cook? And use the YouTube thing. It'll show you everything and walk you through the whole thing. So a couple of weeks ago, I uh, baked my uh, first piece of chicken for after 53 years of living. So I'm looking and everybody that I'm talking to that knows me going, are you freaking kidding me? Johnny cooking? I was like, yo, this is straight bull. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm with you when you're right, okay? Because I've turned, I've been in my house, I've lived here for five years, I've turned on that oven three times. Yeah, and, that's and, me. And I, I baked something the other day. I'm keeping it real. I turned on that oven three times. And wait a minute, how about the first time I had put the food in there and thought the oven was on? I was like, oh no, you the pre-bake and let the oven warm up to get to 475. It was like, oh shoot, I didn't know that. I kept thinking this can't be real. This can't be real. Then I started vacuuming. Uh -huh. and then I had to start mopping, and then I had to start. I'm just sitting here thinking, this has got to, this can't be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what's the first thing you're gonna do when the Corona Corona is over? I'm going to get me a Corona. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with a shot of tequila to go with. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> got it. Well, I'm going to tell you about me. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to go to the spa. I already got this figured out because I usually go to the spa. Everybody knows me. I'm a spa junkie. I work a lot, but then I'm the first when it's over. I need a massage, get all of them kinks out, release that energy. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to get my brows done because, baby, mm, I, want, I want my spa luxuries back, okay? I need well, somebody to come over here and touch me and rub me the right way and fix them. Okay? <laughs> Shit. Listen, you're just fine. Trust me. Oh, please, baby. You're just fine. I, I keep things tight and right, but I have assistance, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Soul of a Woman. Who inspired that song? My mom. My mom. I'll never forget. I had that song for about five years, six years from that was, I didn't make it on the, on the Game Changer 1 album. And I used to listen to that song for some reason. I don't know why. And I'm like, wow. So I said, okay, I'll just sit for the next album. And that was the very first song I recorded uh, starting a new album. We was at home and I was playing it for my mom and it wasn't even done. And my mom just grabbed that song and gravitated and started talking. Every time she would say something, she goes, John R. We still don't know what the R stands for, but she goes, John R. I said, yes. Play that song again. I said, wow, Ma. I said, you really love that song, huh? She goes, yeah, yeah. She calls you what, baby? She calls you John Johnny R. R. John R. John R. But the R, really? I'm trying to figure out. I keep my, I said, Ma, what does the R stand for? That is hilarious. That is hilarious. I kept playing, playing. I said, so you really love this, huh? And then I started listening to the mm. words and the mom, and she kept saying every time she would say something something was funny, she'd go, like that old song say? What that song say? Ain't nothing like a strength of a woman. I said, soul of a woman, ma. <laughs> <laughs> but you like, but you was right. I'm with you. He was right. You was right. Okay, so, I know what you Yeah, mean. and she gravitated and she said, yeah, this is going to be huge. She said, this is like going to remind me of like uh, my, my, my. And I was like, really? And Ooh. she goes, yeah. So And so when I left, my brother kept saying, hey, mama's over here singing that song. And I said, really? So I said, here's what I'm going to do. I said, give this to mommy. It's not done, but make sure it doesn't get out because it's not mixed. It's not done. And that was her song. And I said, you know what, mom? I said, we're going to, since you like this one and you love this one, and this one is for you and all the other powerful women in here. I said, this is, I'm going to use this, go with this as the first single. And as they say, mama knows best. This song mama knows right straight best. up the chart. Okay. Right straight to number one. I was like, Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. Appreciate that. And speaking of women, tell me, what women, who else besides your mama do you admire? Oh, my grandmother, who was really the the, the staple in our in our our, our family, who mm -hmm. really, really made uh, us understand what it was like and making sure that we we all, my grandmother's thing was always, y'all look out for each other. You hear? Yeah. Y'all supposed to help each other, look yeah. out for each other. 
And I find myself still to this day, babe, I call if on Sundays and Saturdays and Sundays, if I'm working and moving around and busy or during the week, I'm calling to check on everybody. I don't know. And it's like, I realized a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, shucks. That's <laughs> from my grandmother. Like, I'm checking to see if every, from the trash man to the president. I love that, child. We don't start worrying about but not, that. But not him. Right. Which, okay. Uh, right. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about my president, Obama. Right. Obama. <laughs> Obama, come back, bro. Obama, get us out of this, bro. Oh my God. Please, Obama, what is going come back. On? But hey, we're working on that. I'm, I'm out here campaigning and getting Biden in. We go. We gonna turn this around, okay? We we we've got to turn this around. You did. A, we got to. You did a video solo for Soul of the Woman, and you cast yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I mean, I, I, that casting is so surprising to me. I love well, Tiffany. I, don't get me wrong, but uh-huh. it's like yin and yang. Y'all so yeah. polar opposite. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because Tiffany, that ah ah, and Johnny just kind of coming there all velvety smooth and shit, and Tiffany coming out ah, ah, ah. So that, how did that it was the funniest thing ever. I forgot we were even working. The whole day we were just we had we was partying, playing music, partying, and then they go, okay, <laughs> well, let's go. So, <laughs> but it was just that that was Chris Chris Prince's idea. Chris said, "Listen, you know, I thought it would be th- thought that it would be nice to have her there, and then he said, and then for people to see her also in a whole nother light of not just being funny, but that she's right. she's an attractive, beautiful woman who yes, she is, and who has come from." You know, when you think about it, uh, uh, where she comes from and her, her journey and her journey, it's like, you know, when you talk about the strength of a woman, uh, mm-hmm. it's so many women that we stand on the shoulders of, of just great, powerful women. And even in the video, there was a lyric video where it's your pictures and it's Gabrielle Union to Oprah of all of just these people that uh, just women that are strong that we ride on their shoulders and needed to be respected. So, uh, Ooh, so yeah. I to give yeah. you a round of applause for that. Stretch yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, y'all, that's, that's right. why we love us some Johnny Gill. You're just such a gentleman. And, 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 and to all my listeners out there, can I tell y'all something? Johnny Gill, whenever you meet him, whenever you see him in person, it, it, first of all, he always smell good. Let me just take you, take you there. <laughs> you do. Cause some folk roll up on you, Johnny, and you be like, mm, okay, all right. But you always smell good. Your wardrobe Mama told is, me that long okay, time ago. <laughs> your, ward, your wardrobe is always on point. <laughs> and you just radiate positive, good energy. Oh, thank you. Do, you. And I just, I just I'm always happy to see you and, and hug you. And I know Corona, we're supposed to be elbow bumping, but if I see you, I'm hugging you. So forget about it. Okay. You know how much <laughs> you know how much I love you. I'm taking my chances, baby. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad to know that me and Tiffany had an amazing time doing that because we did. I did a play with her years ago. It didn't dawn on me that it was like then she blew up and I was like, wait a minute, is that the same? You know, and I saw her wow. recently at the premiere of Bad Boys 3. And she's uh-huh. like, Emma, can you remember that play we did together? I was like, girl, yeah. And so I'd love to work. <laughs> so I'd love to work, you know, with her and do a movie. Uh, you guys, let me tell you something. Do you guys, the two of you guys together? It will be on. 
it's over. It's, it it's would be over. all like popcorn. You know what I'm saying? It's so over. I just love her. So now let's talk, let's move on a little bit because you, like I told everybody, you're such a gentleman, but you're very private because I'm going to tell you yeah. something. We looked on social media and, and, and mm-hmm. did our research on you. Trust me. <laughs> You you know we did, bro. And you know, usually most folk, you can find a scandal or two or a skeleton or something to fall out that damn closet. But you, you are so private and you've guarded yeah. and, yep. and, and protected your image for decades. How you yeah. managed to do that? Well, it's just, for me, I've always said that, and, and I remember Pop LeVert used to tell me this all the time. He said, John, man. Who told you that? You know, Pop LeVert, uh, okay. Joe LeVert's father, yes, yes, uh, Eddie LeVert. And yes. he used to say, John, man, you now, 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 listen, man. You know we <laughs> we give we give a lot to these people, to our fans, man. But but we got to keep something for ourselves, man. We can't give it all. <laughs> and I learned. I he told me that years ago. And when I realized that, that you know, I, this is what I do for a living, and I want my family to be able to be able to appreciate me and be able to live in a world where they can carry on and not have to be uh, subjected to, you know, you got people that love you and you got people that don't. And I feel Haters. like I always, yeah. So I've always mm-hmm. felt like this was never just about me. It was about protecting my family. Um, and that's what I've tried to do and, and represent my family, knowing that the moves that I make will make a difference and going to affect my family either one way or the other. So I often think about when I'm doing things about how that's going to represent uh, the Gill family and the, my legacy. So that's been from day one. I love that. We live in a climate now where everyone is, in my honest opinion, oversharing. Because, yeah, baby, absolutely. they want to let you know, here's me walking, here's me doing this, here's me doing that. It's like, okay. It's too but much. It's too much. And then can I tell you this? It blows me away when I go to a concert. Because, see, we old school. Yeah. I love to see things and be, remember the time? Yeah. And they go to a concert, and the first thing the they phones. do is pull out their damn phone. I think yeah. a rule against no, because first of all, it gets in the way of other people that want to see you perform. It's like, well, baby, why don't you just get a video of it later? But right. I think that that, to me, it's disrespectful to a performer to pull out and changed. videotape them because you're paid, you're there, and you paid for a Absolutely. live experience. Yep. You didn't yeah. pay to come there and be a videographer, correct? It's amazing when you go to the restaurants now and you see everybody, you see couples sitting across from each other. They're on their phones. It's like you go, yo, either they don't like each other or this is what our world has really come to, huh? Where it's just like you just, it's it's amazing. Our kids, we got to stay on top of them because, you know, they like to text. And it's like teaching them that, you know, I need you to call me. You can text me if there's something else that I need to say really really quick. But if there's an issue or something, you're going to, we got to talk. I'm like, you know, no, 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 we don't play that. Now, speaking of family, I didn't know that you were a father. Yeah, my son just turned 14. 14? Um, yeah, he just turned 14 uh, uh, March 9th. Yeah, yeah. What? I got lucky, so I figured I better quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> uh, I got a good one. He's such a good good kid. And I tell you, I've... Uh, and that's what I, I I take more pride in than anything is being a father and Aww. making sure that I'm uh, uh, there for him and making sure that he's doing the things that needs to be done, especially for boys. Boys, you got to stay on top of them. I know so. that's why you got to make them be men and they need yeah. representation from a man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are I, some of the joys of fatherhood for you? Just, you know, it's still even at 14 years later, it's, you know, it's still a little weird when you when your son is going, hey, dad. 
And it's like, what's up, son? <laughs> it's mm. like, I'm like, ah, damn, I'm somebody's daddy. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I enjoy it. I love it. Uh, the fact that he calls and he's like, hi, dad. I'm like, what's going down? And we call each other Bama. So I'm like, what are you doing, Bama? And so if he calls, he goes, nothing. I'm just checking on you. I'm like, you're checking on me. (laughs) Okay. What are some of the challenges? Uh, Having friends and teaching him how to not allow them to be be influenced by others, to learn how to be a leader, recognizing when you need to make decisions, when when things don't feel right or you Mm -hmm. know they're not right, being able to make that move and not be afraid to just... Uh, to say no or go, yo, I'm good. Yeah, yep. go ahead, I'm good. I think that 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 because we have to teach Generation X that the choices that they make today can affect the rest of their life. Of your life, life. absolutely. And they have to make good choices. Absolutely. You know. So, are you homeschooling doing this whole Corona Corona? Have you turned into yeah. a teacher now? <laughs> well, no, he's he's back because he's in D.C. So he's oh okay. So he's his mom is doing an awesome job. Because everybody's home uh, doing the homeschooling, and then he thought that was going to be it. So I, <laughs> I figured, psych. Uh, listen, this ain't no vacation. So uh, we get you. You got a tutor that's going to take over from the rest. Uh, I know that's after right. Your work is done with your schoolwork, and so this is what you're going to be doing. No games, none of that stuff till on the weekends. Other than that, it's all school, baby, and it's reading. That's I it. Love it. And now speaking of family, a lot of people don't know that, well, I didn't know, I, I found this out, that you're a PK, which stands for Preacher's Kid. Yeah. Your father was a minister? Yeah, my dad was a minister, and that's where it all comes from, and that's what has been my saving grace of why when you talk about being private, you see there are a number of things that I do in my level of understanding about respecting people, loving people, and treating people the way you want to be treated. All those things were seeds that were planted when I was younger from my dad. And those are the things that has carried me through my life. And I've had some ups and downs like anybody else. Nobody is mm-hmm. exempt from those. Absolutely. But I've been able to get through the process and get through those things with still uh, with my integrity and my, my, my dignity simply by also recognizing that uh, I don't point fingers at anyone. I understand that life brings us those things, but I just have this thing uh, and love for people and understand that it's about being uh, respecting people. So, uh, and that's what has kept me here uh, through my ups and my downs. And you also have four brothers? Uh, three, three older brothers. I'm the youngest, but the youngest, but the oldest. <laughs> oh, wait, did you just say a mouthful? Because we're here, me and you, I have, I'm, we're in four two, and I'm the youngest, but sometimes the oldest. So the oldest, I know exactly yeah. what you mean by that. <laughs> I'm the pappy. Okay, right. They become, uh, yo, uh, JG, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, know. I know. And they're so proud and of me. And the thing that is most that I really, really am so grateful and appreciative about is that we're such a tight-knit family. All my yeah. brothers and my cousins and aunts and uncles, uh, everyone, we're a pretty tight-knit family, which is truly a blessing because, you know, when you get to black families and they get to them cookouts, they get drunk and they start throwing, mm-hmm. <laughs> swinging, mm-hmm. screaming and yelling. All you ever hear with our family when we all gather is nothing but screaming of laughter. Oh, like, wait. it's just nonstop. 
Okay, so we've talked about family and all that stuff, and then you don't really do social media that much. But who, let me just ask a question. Who do you follow on social media? I follow Tyler, but I don't even know why I follow him because we talk pretty much every couple of days. And this fool- Tyler Vivica said, hey. I will. This fool always got something funny or stupid that he sends me and I keep going, what's the matter with you? Do you need a hug? Can I tell you something? No, but he did something very beautiful the other day. I yeah. saw that he tipped $42,000 yeah, yeah. to the waiters. I just was like, I'll tell you that, Tyler. I love people that yeah. don't just take, he always gives back and he's just, he he's really good. And and like I said, tell Ty, tell TP, I said, hey. I will. He's, he's been, listen, he's been doing that, what he's doing even before he blew up to become Tyler, people know, come to know, Tyler does some of the most and have done some of the most amazing things of helping people that people have no idea or clue about. And he does it because it's real. Like he doesn't do it for, uh, for publicity. For publicity. No, no, no. Mm. That's been Tyler for, shoot, I've been on Tyler since the early 90s, late 90s, well, early 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler's always been the same, always. Okay, who else besides Tyler? Do you follow? Um, I follow, ooh, there's Jan. Um, uh, that's Janet Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you said that. Uh, Jan, just, you know, another legend's name out there. Oh, you know, just my, just my girl, Jan. Janet Jackson, y'all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's so many, well, you know, and all the, all the guys in the audition and, um, you know, but I follow quite a few people, I think. Good. Speaking of new addition, early in your career, you joined New Edition, which was a very established, you know, boy band, especially the brothers boy band, the brothers and sisters boy band. How yeah. old were you when that happened? Oh, my God. I might have been probably, I want to say maybe 19 or 20, mm. maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. How yeah. did that happen? Because um, I was, you know, we the, the crazy thing is we all started out around the same time. Um, and with Cross Path because we did concerts and stuff. But it was just weird because when I moved to L.A., I ran into Bivens, Michael Bivens, and that's, uh, we were at a Whispers concert at the Universal. And what? He, yeah, I'll never forget. He said something to me. He asked me, he's like, he goes, yeah, man, you ever feel like, uh, like you ever felt like you got your just due as a singer, as, as a vocalist? And I looked, I took both my hands and put them in my pocket and pulled out the pockets of my pants and said, No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He, said, he said, he asked me about invi- uh, inviting me to go come to lunch with them. And the next day, and I was like, what do they want? I said, okay, yeah. I said, I'll come out. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted me to come to, invited me to come to the, see the show that this show that they was doing. I went, did that. Then they wanted to go to dinner the next day. I'm like, yo, what the heck is up? Right. We hanging out a lot, y'all. Yeah. And started and talked and was like, yo, well, we was thinking. Um, about going, we wanted to go back to a five-member group so that we can have the choreography, it can be more impactful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking that's what all that stuff was. But lo and behold, I didn't know there was a lot going on in this group when I got here that I had no clue about. But ultimately, no matter what it was, it was meant to be. And look at our destiny. Let's just talk about that a little bit because I thought that you were always recruited to take Bobby Brown's place. Yeah. No, but it was, I. they actually brought me in to replace Ralph. <gasps> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Because Ralph was talking about going solo, and they was afraid that if he went and his solo stuff jumped off, then what happens to us next? And then they kept saying, okay, 
our audience is leaving us. We're not not selling as many records anymore, and the fans are kind of seems like they're tailing off because they were considered a bubblegum group. So that was Michael's brilliance. He was like, "Yo, if we bring him, he's got that mature voice, then that that's going to bring out a new crowd." Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and that was his thought behind it. That really. But Ralph, did Ralph stayed though, right? Yeah, he stayed because once Ralph, because there was so much inter- internal issues going on with the group. But once I, Ralph and I, got through our initial meeting and first time he was kind of standoff, I was like, and I never gave that off. I was always, you know me, I'm the, the same Johnny you see today is the same guy. And mm-hmm. by the time we finished up, uh, start, uh, started the process of recording for Jimmy and Terry and me and him used to hang out. And he was like, shoot, I ain't going nowhere. I got somebody that's got my back that understands. Because I would have many right. conversations. And he was just like, wow, somebody really gets in and understands. You guys all still stay in touch with each other? Yeah, yeah. We had, uh, we listen, we're brothers and we fight like cats and dogs. We yeah. have our internal issues. But the reality is that through all of this stuff that has been going on uh, with Colby uh, and, oh. you know, with the Corona stuff. I mean, we've mm-hmm. we obviously have been talking and. Uh, and trying to heal, trying to heal and get through the process of some of the stuff that we go through, which is not a problem, I mean, which we've been dealing with for almost 37 years. Mm-hmm. Y'all brothers, literally at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you guys have any plans for maybe doing a tour? You know how smart, I think the smartest thing like Omarion and all those guys did, how they did that uh, tour and yeah, they did the yeah. reunion tour, made all that. They did really, really good with that. Yeah. You guys yeah, got yeah, any we- plans to do something like that? Maybe team up with some other Guy groups, RB, because we need to bring RB back, okay? Because these children now, they be out there. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. We've been talking and trying to see, first and foremost, because my thing is forget the money. It's never been about the money, not for me. And of course, we've been offered some huge numbers uh, to come together, but it was never about money for me. What I want to see with them and everyone is understanding that the issues that we have that needs to be dealt with and resolved are the things that are important. Most people keep saying, forget it, go sit, get your separate dressing rooms, get your separate buses, blah, blah, blah. We're not a a group that was built that way. And we we can't run from the issues that we have to deal with. We have to face those things and get and deal with those things. Because I've often said, you know, when you put a bandaid over these issues that, that are still there, what happens is like we've done over the years is it always come to a head and you come right back to right where you started. So I've often said it's time to sit down as men and sit and talk and get through the process and deal with the issues, whether you like it or not. It's a process that you go through so that when we stand in front of people, we can stand in front of them and lead by example and showing people the reason why we've been able to do what we've been what what we've done uh, is simply because we've had our ups and our downs. But what we've had to do to get through them, we hope it can be, you know, it could be inspiring for, for others. Now, speaking of issues, y'all did at one time do a tour and it was six of y'all and Bobby was there, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a struggle to get through that tour, right? Yeah, yeah. Why? I don't think it's a secret of what Bobby's issues and what he's had to, what he's, you know, had to go, he was up against and mm-hmm. dealing with his disease uh, amongst that, that would cause, obviously cause disruption, distraction amongst all of us. But it wasn't just Bobby. Bobby's issues might have been the biggest ones, but there was a number of issues going on with a number of people in this group. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing that and you're dealing with that and the chaos, when it comes down to madness, I'm going the opposite way. Me too. I just don't work very well for me. I don't do it either. It yeah. doesn't work very well for me. And while you sit back and watch all of that uh, do it, go through that whole process. You know, you pray for them, you stand back, but you know, that's never been my MO. So 
uh, I just once again have to, you have to stop and wait and let go and let God and see where things go. Uh, and then sit down and figure out at some point whether it's the right time to be able to try to sit down and come together and figure out how to get through. But 37 years, I mean, we've had some ups and some downs, but 37 years, we still here and still have an opportunity to do uh, some great things. And I think that uh, for the future, we are going to. Without a doubt, I truly believe that. Do you still talk to Bobby? I've talked to him. I've had a couple of to- uh, uh, calls. We've talked uh, recently. Mm-hmm. and But the other guys, I mean, we all just, just call each other, talk to each other sporadic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, everybody's been calling, checking on everybody. I ran into Bobby at the Topanga Canyon Mall. I always run into him. Uh, we have a couple of friends and I always just, whenever I see him, I always just, you know, he's just like, he, he's like our baby brother that we always pray for and have love for. Yeah. And yeah, wish the yeah. best for him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and hopefully he can come out on the other side if he can just... Just stay the course. Just exactly. stay the course. All right. So who was your biggest influence when you were growing up and 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 starting to get in show business and become this R&B legend that you've become? Stevie Wonder, hands down. Stevie Wonder? <laughs> Stevie Wonder, hands down. It's, it's just crazy. Even, you know, I met Steve when I was about maybe 18 and we've been friends since. And I'll never forget something he did for me that was so freaking incredible. It was my on my 21st birthday. He was getting ready to go out of the country and they and I guess he held the jet plane up and he came, brought me this thing called uh, it was uh, the ADAT. He brought it to me himself before he went, was getting ready to leave to go out of the country. And I swear to you, I was in heaven because no one had that yet. It was just getting ready to come out. And I'll never forget. More so the fact that he had taken the time to do that. And then I started realizing at some point, because you guys probably don't want to hear the way we talk, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I some of the things we talk about <laughs> and how we go at each other. And it's still to this day, sometimes it'll hit me and I'm going, damn, that's Steve. Yes. You know, it, it, I still, I love him. That's my heart. <laughs> I've had a lot of accomplishments, awards, and a number of things over the years. But the greatest reward that I've ever gotten out of this business, I say to this day, is having that guy in my life. <laughs> okay. And then I also read that you were influenced by Luther Vandross, too. And Lou, Luther was, that was my, that was my road dog. Luther was the guy that told me and hit me to what it was like, what it means to tell a story, to paint a picture when you're singing. Yes. I'll never forget him telling me, he used to play, <laughs> he would play me a song before. Uh, before they would come out. And he goes, what do you think about that? I remember this one particular song. He so, said, what do you think? And uh, and I said, it sucks. I said, I think, I, I, said, I, think, I think you ought to give it to me. <laughs> so wait, can I ask you something? Because you're a good rifter. And to, y'all, that's the people that do all of that. You learned yeah. that from Luther Vandross? From Lou, absolutely. I knew it. That was my Lou. Because yeah. I can remember going to a concert and Luther, it, it would like come to you in the audience like, ooh. I mean, you'd be like, wow. Yeah. And, you, and you do that. I will never yeah. forget when we did that play and you, the, and, and, and Johnny was my love interest in the play and he did the slit of the red dress and I remember being on stage and you did that and I was like oh, I think I just got moved I Johnny yeah and like for a second I turned into a man and I was going to say to it you baby you killed that damn song oh my uh, god 
So let me ask you this. If you weren't a singer, what would you be doing? God, that's a good, probably pimping. <laughs> if I wasn't an actress, I would be a sportscaster because I, gr- growing up, I played basketball, volleyball, track, and I was a cheerleader. So I love sports and I used oh, to wow. literally wake up to ESPN. So if I wasn't an actress, I would have definitely become a sportscaster. I always wanted to be an electrical engineer. That was my first and a boxer. I'll never forget. We used to box around our way. And I remember at one point, uh, I used, and I was, I thought I was just the man because everybody was afraid to go at me because I, I, my speed was crazy. Mm. And I'll never forget this one kid. I got cocky and arrogant. We boxing, boxing. Everybody's going, ooh, wow, ooh. And then I just got cocky and I let my hands down. And yeah, he caught me one side on my chin. And <laughs> I, that did not feel good. I'll never forget going, hey, hey. Nah, 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 nah. I can't be messing up my face. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? Boxing gloves, take these off. Here we go. Hand me a mic. I'm done. Hand Wait, me a mic. I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> so listen, you have been doing this for a long time, my brother. You have. How do you stay yeah. motivated to do that next album, to do that next tour? I, I, I never take it for granted, understanding that even 37 years, there's so many that started when I started and the people that are no longer here. And every time I put that mic in my hand, I realize and understand that it's a blessing. So in good voice, bad voice, it doesn't matter. You're going to get 100% of me because I often feel like that this is truly a blessing. This is all I've ever done all my life. This is the only thing I know. And I do not take it for granted. And every song, that's why even the albums that I recorded, this album, even Game Changer 2, Game Changer 1, if you go back, if you ever have a chance just to even listen to them, there's not one wasted song on here because people talk about it's a single-driven in- industry and you only need a few joints and all that stuff. I, I never rocked that way. I felt and feel like people work too hard. And when you're going to give them something, make sure they get their money's worth. And I can't do it. Even if I try, I couldn't do it. So I don't take nothing for granted. So you basically, your motivation is that you love what you do. Yeah. Love That's what how I, I feel. Do. I love what I do like me. I love taking a script. I love taking something that's on a piece of paper and visually turning it into a story that you will sit and I hold your attention for a couple of hours and I move you. Well, you do that quite well, my love. But you know what I mean? But you do that too, my brother. It's a gift. And not a lot of people can do it and do it well. And you... Yeah, you, you do your thistle. You really do. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I do. I just, I, that voice of yours is just, Thank you. you know, keep on buying and enjoying us some Johnny Gill. But now we've talked career. I want to play a game. Are, do you like playing games? Yeah, yeah. Okay, me too. Because <laughs> let me tell you, the Game Show Network has got me through Corona. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't watch every Family Feud. <laughs> I, I love it all. I really do. I, it's like I, I love trivia because I just it keeps my ma- my mind going. And then there's things yeah. that I'm like, hey, if I was to ever be out somewhere and I'm not amongst actors or performers. I could hold a conversation if someone brought up something because I'm educated. So sometimes I educate myself off of the game shows. So wow. we go, we don't play a game and it's called guess that group. Johnny Gill, are you game oh, to play yeah. guess that group with Vivica Fox? Yeah, I'm down. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a name of a song, three mm-hmm. choices, and your job is to guess whose group song it is. Okay. Okay. So first choice is forever. My lady is that by a, Boys to Men, B, Jodeci, C, 
So for real. Oh, that's easy. Who that be by? Jodeci. Jodeci, yes! <laughs> One for Mr. Dill. Yes, 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 yes. Question number two. Bike the Power. Is that by A, NWA, B, Cypress Hill, C, Public Enemy? Well, uh, Fight the Power, uh, Public Enemy. But you know, there was another song, Fight the Power, which was by the Islanders, but we'll get public. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But you see, but the Isley Brothers wasn't a choice. Public Enemy is right. (laughs) All right. Two questions right for Mr. Gill. Question number three. I want it that way. Is that A, Backstreet Boys, B, NSYNC, C, 98 Degrees? Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Question number four. Last one. Bills, Bills, Bills. Is that by A, the Spice Girls, B, Destiny's Child, or C, TLC? I got to go with B, Destiny's Child. (laughs) Because I had a lot of girls ask me that, too. (laughs) You need to get sure I want to put this out? <laughs> oh my God! Well, guess what, Johnny Gill? If this was money today, you would have won the big prize. You got all four answers right. Guess that group, right? Yeah. Oh my God! You have been so much fun. You really have. I love you so much. Hey, Johnny. On my show, in closing, um, I always have a hustle hack, and today's hustle hack is hashtag God is good. Um, and Johnny, I, when I say this, I know you're going to be able to say this with me. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. Listen, y'all, y'all just got to know that in life, there's going to be a lot of challenges. There's going to be a lot of challenges. So look to God, know that he wants good things for you. Trust in God. That's you right. know, and you have to realize that when you experience God goodness in your life, Thank him, because these are all blessings. The fact that we woke up this morning, the fact that we were able to see another day, especially in these challenging times that we are facing, is because of God's grace. And y'all have to know that. It's not going to always be good, but know that God is always good. His character never changes. All right? So if you want to turn to God and you want to trust that higher power with our lives, Let's, let's me tell, let me tell you, God will give you strength. He will give you peace. He will give you love. Because as we said, God is good all the time. And what, my brother? All the time, God is good. Amen, amen, amen. So, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> I love it. R&B legend, Johnny Gill, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for taking the time today to be on Hustling with Vivica Fox, my podcast show. This is new to me, um, but I'm definitely enjoying it. And I just, I'm so glad that you took the time to let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. And I know you don't do a lot of social media and all that stuff, but <laughs> where can <laughs> where can our listeners find you? On Instagram, it's real Johnny Gill. Uh, it's Johnny Gill uh, 22 on, uh, on Twitter is at real Johnny Gill. 
and uh, and the official Johnny Gill fan page for, on Facebook. So uh, all I got to do is hit my name, and it's popped up. I own my name. I know. So you, you got your official uh, blue verified check? Oh, yeah. I know. He verified, y'all. He verified. <laughs> so that way you'll know. I my other check to come. My <laughs> all right. Because you yeah. know they got them fake pages out there. So we got to Oh, yes. Sure a ton of them. Yeah, yes, that, that yes. this is how they can find you. You can follow Johnny Gill at Real Johnny Gill 22. And then yep. uh, he gave you the names on Twitter and his website and all that stuff. My brother, I wish you so much success, continued success, because you're just Thank all that in a, in a bag of chips. I pray for God to continue to bless you with many more albums for your son, for your family and my listeners. Hey, you know where you can find me at? I'm on Instagram at Miss B Fox and on Twitter. I'm at Miss Vivica Fox and I'm verified on both. OK, so my darlings, subscribe, download and listen to Hustling with your girl Vivica A. Fox. Until next time, my darlings, bye for now. Mwah.